If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Side Podcast, a show about black science fiction fantasy and helping us stay on the same page as a family. Today for episode 126, we'll be talking about ourselves and what we are reading together, the anthology Africa Risen. The last week, y'all. I know we've been reading this for eight weeks, but it turned out to be like 12. But last week, for real. Yeah, so uh, to start us off, we're going to give a shout out to the patrons who have supported us uh, through, you know, trials and tribulations and apocalypses and uh, pandemics and uh, threats of divorces and everything. It's just been really fantastic. Amber's shaking her head. So we got to we gotta thank uh, Talon Rose. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm reading the wrong one. I'm sorry. Uh, who, who are we thinking? Special shout out to Jillian Morris, Taylor Dees, Shelby Potts, Angie, Lyric Sims, Ashley Bryce, Bria Smith, Laura, Shalia Williams, Karina, Mora Metz, and Sue. And yeah, that's right. We love you, patrons. And remember, if you want to be a part of our Patreon, you can give $1, $2, $5 a month. And I really, really, really want to urge y'all to hop on Patreon because... I'm dropping the documentary that I edited, that I filmed with Ben, um, that we've been working so hard on. The documentary is called We're Pregnant and Other Lies. It's about how it ain't just, it ain't no we in the carrying of the baby. It's, it's kind of just the one person and the support. But anyway, I don't want to spoil anything. Um, that is going to drop Mother's Day. Perfect Mother's Day drop. So Mother's Day is May 14th. That's going to be available virtually. Okay, so I just want to let you know, I did a private I did a private screening in Athens, Georgia, which is where I'm from. I'm doing a private screening in LA this week and then it's going to be just for patrons only, just for Kickstarter only um on the internet streets. Yeah. So, uh sign up for Patreon. Uh so Amber, let's talk about the creator life, man. You are still yep, yep. an in, you're still an influencer. You influence with me too. And you're yeah. Well, I love how you act like you're so removed from it. I am because I get to wear nice, you know, bed things. If you're you for watching us on uh, YouTube, I have this big comfy bed thing. And My robe. It's called a robe. A man. robe. That's and uh, and I'm drinking some vino, a vine, fruit of the vine. And uh, it's a French wine because I'm preparing myself to drink lots of French wines um, anyway, so you are Why? actually, you're going to, you're going to do some content. 
internationally, right, Amber? Yes, you're. This is the weirdest rollout ever of what's happening. But if you haven't heard, because uh, I, I I spilled this tea on my amp show, Ben and I are treating ourselves to a vacation for our I anniversary. I didn't know that. Oh, are we? Is it for our anniversary? And. I thought, I thought it was so. to do creator like stuff. No, this is our like vacation anniversary trip. Obviously, so the motivation is we are not actually on it's the same page on why we're going to Paris for two weeks. We're going to go to Paris for two weeks. Okay, there's two big reasons. One, our anniversary is May 25th. And then on May 26th, what is happening, Ben? May 26th, we're going to the Beyonce concert oh, in yeah. Paris yeah, to we do are. like filming and like to do Instagram stuff. IG and to stories. enjoy the music. Oh my God, you're in deep. You have sold your soul to the internet at this point. I feel like if I do anything like outside of the house now that involves like food, concerts, it's it's um, for the creator life, you know. Do you like the creator life? Oh yeah, it's it can amazing. it can turn on you real quick <laughs> if you don't make. If you, if you I have no idea what you're about ref- everything referring to. Um, but the creator life, I you know. I'm going to be honest. I really do enjoy the creator life. I think if you show up authentically online and offline, that eventually your ecosystem and your followers and your supporters will start to look like that kind of support as well. I truly believe that. And I I try to curate my feed as much as possible where it's like mostly positivity. (laughs) Unless your authenticity is like boring as shit. And then. No, well, yeah, those people, it's like. I, I, that, I, that's a thing, but I authentically believe that it's easier to get a husband if you dress um, more modestly. Like, yeah, you know? that's not, but that's not authentic. That's just like well, that you sounds po- authentic. That's you policing other. Wa- it's not authentic when you're not married, giving that. It's not authentic when you're not happily in a relationship, giving that take when you don't work in, you know, people relationships and matchmaking. I don't think that's authentic. Well, you can. Uh, well, yeah. What is what does authentic mean then? Because my, I think we're having a problem believing I, what authentic right. authentic means what for me, think? like what you believe. Like I believe that it's appropriate to dress. I don't. I do not believe this. But if somebody believes that to dress modestly is appropriate for a woman, and so modesty means like covering your your shoulders and you know covering your knees and covering your ankles, and you know if that's what you believe and that's appropriate behavior, then that is authentic and then you live like that as well i think if you are it i think living authentically is also basically choosing yourself as the case study and leading with the things that you do not just what other people do so if that take is coming from somebody who's muslim who chooses to dress modestly and how long they've been doing it and sharing their journey about this is where this started this is these are some prints that i like to showcase modesty like I can listen to that. I, I don't dress modestly, but I would listen to that experience and and hear the joy and uplift about it. But if all your content is just policing what other people do, I can't get into it. So people can't be authentic if they are judgmental or if they're intolerant. Like, no, nobody can be intolerant and be authentic. I think there is. I think if there is a lack of vulnerability for me, it's inauthentic. Mm. Okay. You know, so I... Uh, and, I, and I'm not perfect and I've made mistakes in the past and I'm going to make hundreds more. But I really do think that the creators that get it are like, let me tell y'all what I ate today, what I did, how I messed up, 
let me invite y'all to make fun of me. Let me invite y'all to see a little bit of what's going on in my life. And, and the people who are not constantly just like picking apart what other people do like that. Those are the people who I want to follow. Like I love following Jessamine Stanley. I love learning about her journey of self-love and her journey with her yoga practice. And she has gotten the, you know, the certifications to share that joy with others. Like I, I nerd out hard on that shit. Oh, I think you personally, but I think to be successful, you can, you can make a pretty great success of just judging other people. I don't think. Will you be I, happy? I think, Probably not. I didn't say that those people are not successful. They're very successful. I would actually probably be richer if I was less authentic. Oh, uh, okay. But I don't like, but long term. You have more fun. Yeah. Authenticity yeah, I, means you have more fun. Yeah. And being non judgmental. I don't uh, know. You don't have to always be non judgmental, but like, let the ju- judge yourself in a video. Like, I don't know. That that's also just my humor. Like, yeah, I love making fun of myself and uh, and, you, and well, my family. Well, yeah, I was gonna say, and your family, didn't you? Uh, you Amber had some family. We spent a lot of time oh, with family. Weeks yes. on end. Sorry, y'all. That's why the episode was late. But I think again, this is why our listeners forgive us because they're like, we saw real time you with your family. Like, we know you're not bullshitting. Like, we saw a huge family cookout, and then we saw your cousins come in town. Let me tell y'all the best part of my trip. Okay, my the best part of my cousins coming in town. There. Okay, so there are two parts. We went to Georgia, and as soon as we came yes. back from Georgia, 24 hours later, the some cousins that we just hung out with in Georgia. Yes. Flew uh, to LA and they hung out with us very shortly for like a couple of days. So, right. Yeah. Continue. Yeah, they did. Uh, so, my cousin Portia, and these are cousins, obviously, I've known and like got along with my entire life. Like, these girls are like sisters to me. And, but their country is sin. And, you know, and people think I'm country, like, if only they knew. So, most people would actually consider the city more sinful, but continue. Got it. So, anyway. We went to, I, I pushed them outside of their boundaries a little bit because I'm like, y'all are in LA. Like, let's go eat some really good Korean barbecue. And we took like an edible before too. So we'd be a little bit stoned and then we eat this incredible food. So good. And then at the end of the night, Portia was like, ah, we just got to get to the convenience store after this. She's like, I just got to end my night with something right. And I'm thinking like, oh, she wants like a cigarette or a Swisher Sweet or a Black and Mild or something. And so I start suggesting that. I was like, oh, you need something to smoke on? She's like, no, I was like, oh, you need a little something to drink. I was like, I got alcohol at the house. I got chips and snacks. Like, do you need something like that? She's like, no. And so I'm scratching my head. Like, I'm, I'm a little high, but I'm sobering listening to her say we got to get something. And then I'm like, what could she possibly need from the convenience store? She's like, you know what I need, right? I'm like, what? A good old lottery ticket. <laughs> I was immediately no, which is funny. You know, let me let me tell you. So I immediately started laughing, and I was like, "Portia, what the fuck? I I never would have guessed in a million years that a lottery ticket is what you need right now." And I was like, "Please explain this to me." She was like, "You've never had like one of the best days of your life, and then you ended the day with one of the best meals of your life, and then you're just like you're feeling lucky." So you should just buy a lottery ticket. You should always buy a lottery ticket when you're feeling lucky. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. I've never thought about it like that. I was like, so do you want to just go get get some scratch-offs? She's like, Amber, I have class. Like, I don't do scratch-offs. I, I do, like, the actual numbers. And I'm like, what is this politics? What's the hierarchy, what is the hierarchy of, like, of buying lottery that your chances are so mathematically yeah. like awful. but she, you have a better chance of being struck by lightning than i know and she, she was explaining to me she's like i got this app here and every time somebody hits big the app tells me 
like how much money they won and she wow. said it goes off like once a day so i i get like this this notif- this next notification could be me i'm like Portia, that app is literally just to make Designed you buy more lottery tickets. She's oh like, God. well, it's working. <laughs> and, and it was just so funny you, to me. Like, just to have them be in my environment for a couple of days. I, I, I miss them dearly. And I, and I think they're going to come back this summer. They're so exciting. Already? I mean, the summer's already here. We I know. Gotta, we got to deal with like them end again. Of June. You didn't kidding. even deal with them. You had the stomach I know, flu. I had the stomach flu. Uh, speaking of like flus and sickness, I took a while to get her shots and she got, you know, shots and now she's had sniffles and she had a finger prick and, uh, to check, I don't know, like make sure that we weren't giving her paint chips or something. And, uh, they put a bandaid on her and she just hated, she ripped off that bandaid. She's like, what the hell is this? And threw <laughs> it on the floor. So we had to put it on again and she just kept on playing with it, playing it, playing with it. So I had to like, you know, put her hand down but it was like that was the first time she ever wore a band-aid yeah. uh so she was one she years has, old she so had band-aids before with we, we used to have to go to the doctor like no on a finger i guess yeah, a, yeah. oh yeah. yeah her little chunky thighs will get a band-aid here and there but this was the first time she got a band-aid you know the thing about her is she doesn't like stuff on her like yes. even when we like, went to disney God. i was like try these mouse ears and stuff she she doesn't like no, glasses things on her head. she doesn't like sunglasses she takes Maybe her most socks babies. off yeah. yeah man it's probably not unique to her but i just i know a lot of kids like band-aids because they're like stickers but wow does not like extras on her so if i tried to like i'm not going to pierce her ears but if i try to do that she'd probably just pull them out like she oh, hates never. extras on her yeah we're not gonna do anything until like, yeah she wants body. to do it. we're not gonna tattoo her or anything Except oh, we have talked not. on this. Sh- we've talked on this show that um, uh, Coptic Christians, when they're babies, they get little tattoos in their wrist. Coptic Christians. Yeah, they're Christians in Egypt. Ooh, what uh, was Seventh Heaven? Think of that. Yeah. Oh God. Seventh Heaven. Amber's seventh Heaven is making. Speaking of things that are happening in the internet world, like Seventh Heaven. Seventh Heaven. Say that quickly. Seventh Heaven. Seventh Heaven is kind of making a comeback because it's on Hulu, and people are like rewatching how trash it. <laughs> it, it, well, like Fringy. the very clear, like religious dogma of it all of Seventh Heaven, and like they they had a real purpose, you know, back in two thousand four. Con- convert the people. Convert the people. We was watching it. Uh, so who knows? Anyway, oh, I'm gonna introduce this because Ben has definitely made it a point to uh, intro the show from now on, which I which I, which I don't hate. Um, but I'm gonna read our podcast reviews. Because I also want to encourage you, if you love us, if you love our, our two um, hopefully authentic asses coming to the mic every week just to give you sci-fi and fantasy and black magic, leave a podcast review on Apple Podcasts. Go to the go to our page and then write write a review. Um, this one is this review is from It's a Tiny Fro. Love these two. They melt my heart. I love everything about them and their podcast. Thank you so much. It's a tiny fro. I cannot see your tiny fro, but I love a TWA. Do you know what a TWA is? Teeny weeny afro. Teeny, yeah. (laughs) Of course you do. I know it now. Teeny weeny afro. We love a TWA around these parts. You know, I'm team starter lock, so we love you as well. Um, This one's also from Chastity P. Ah, sci-fi. Truly not a fan of sci-fi, but listening to Amber and Ben talk passionately and humorously about this often mundane topic helps a million. We'll tune in again. Thank you so much, Chastity. 
I mean, it is what it is, right, Ben? People, people, sci-fi turns a lot of people off yeah. sometimes. It just does. We'll, we'll come back to that at the end yeah. of the episode, actually. Actually, yes. Put a we'll pin. Come back. Put we'll a pin, pin there. It. People are probably yeah. going to be like, no, no. I promise you it's going to be all good things, but just put a pin there. Um, anyway, you ready to start talking about the last week of Africa Risen? Well, no, I'm not because you got to talk about your AMP show. You got an AMP show. <laughs> I do have an amp show. Amber has an amp show. Ben wants to talk about this every week. You know what? Actually, let's get into it. So my amp show is Tuesdays. It's Tuesdays at 5 p.m. PT or 8 p.m. ET. And we What's the mountain time? We might have people in. 6 p.m. Yeah. What's um, uh, Chicago time? See? (laughs) Five, six, seven, and and eight. uh, And then for all our um, New England listeners, UK listeners... It is unavailable outside of the States. Oh, dang. All right. So you're basically screwed because you're missing the best show that Amber does. You are for now. (laughs) Oh, you're so sweet. You are missing out for now, but I will fill you in on what we're talking about this week. So since you brought it up, since you brought my AMP show up, follow Amber Wallen on AMP. Since you brought it up this week, we are talking about heartbreaks and dream killers. Ben, if you had to think about it, which, which came first for you? Your big heartbreak or, or a, a big dream kill, okay? So think about something that you wanted to do. Maybe maybe you wanted to be with somebody. I wanted to maybe- climb Mount Everest, and I think pretty young, I realized that that probably wasn't going to happen. I didn't have enough upper body strength. Who killed your dream? Um, I tried to do a push-up on a tree and it, it when I was like 12. I couldn't do one. Like a, a, whole- oh, a pull-up. See, I don't know. Up. I don't. What's the difference between a push up and a pull up? They're they're so they sound so similar in my head. Yeah, push ups like the plank on the floor. I, I remember now. That's why I was like, you couldn't do. Like, <laughs> I couldn't do a pull like, up. I was like, oh man, this I won't be able to do this. I'm not strong enough to get up at first. Wow, so you killed your own dream? Oh yeah, I shot it, and then skinned it, and then fried it, but it burned it, so I couldn't even eat it. So I threw it out into the woods. Got it. Who's to say you still can't climb Mount Everest? Um, my body. You, I mean, you run like multiple miles you, a day. Amber, have you watched like any Everest documentaries? No. Okay. So that's why you're saying this. We'll have to watch an Everest. Oh, only the strong can climb Mount Everest? Yeah. It's so fu- You have no, have you, you've no, you don't, do you know anything about Mount Everest? Not specifically, but like. I've heard of like Machu Picchu and the Himalayas and Mount Everest and Oh yeah, people die on Mount Everest every single year. Like lots of people die. It's okay. very tragic and very horrific. Yeah, but you always jokingly say like this is where I want you to scatter my ashes. So in my mind I was like, oh maybe Oh Mount Everest? Yeah, you've oh, you can at uh, the base. You can go to the base. In Nepal, can we go to the base? And then yeah, yeah, you can go to the like, base can you and just, just go look. Like a yeah, bit you, you can look up. Let at me. It. I'm gonna Google this right now. Uh, Mount Everest doing... is a very dangerous mountain, and very experienced climbers uh, die on it. So I would, yep, um, not. Uh, okay, this isn't too bad. Only over 310 people have died attempting to reach the summit of Mount Everest. 310 altogether? That's not too bad. Yeah, that's that's quite a few people. 310 hiking i mean percentage wise what how, kills them falling, falling or just starving it's I, no I all year it's the largest mountain on earth okay yeah so it's very dangerous let's go see Ooh, they got the names of the deaths here and everything that sucks see cause of death avalanche 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 pneumonia brain hemorrhage possibly possible ice x injury 
Wow. Mountain sickness. What's that? I don't know. Oh, yeah. The change in the air. You have to climb with like an oxygen tank. Heart attack. I'm sure there's documentaries on people who have done it too, though. Yeah, 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 for sure. There's many. I read a book about a 16-year-old doing it. So (gasps) I remember when I was like 12. Well, he attempted it and then he wrote a book about it. I was like, oh, yeah, I would love to climb Mount Everest. Everest, He wrote a book? Yeah, as a sixteen-year-old too. Uh, I think like he was older, later? but a few years later. So, what's that story about that kid that it's like into the wild? Maybe. Yep. Yeah. He, I think they just dropped a new documentary or dramatization of that. I'm gonna give that a watch. And that's weird that they would drop that again. Why aren't they producing new products of new stories? Like we've already gotten a book of into the wild, into the wild, and we already have like Sean Penn directed a really great film with Kristen Stewart and that other guy from like those teen movies. Mm. Everything's it's, derivative. You know this. Yeah. Well, not everything. They're just not putting any money on like new creative products anymore in Hollywood. Like everything is reboot, reboot or based off a of book or based off a of screenplay. It's like, let's just create something new and fun and original. I feel no. similarly. Well, you know, especially right now with the writer strike and everything happening, I don't even know stopped. if we're going to reach there. What? Everything stopped. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like I always find a way to make this about me, and I'm acknowledging that, so I guess I can say it now. It's so frustrating that I feel like I'm constantly pitching, like, new show ideas for tons of things, y'all, like reality shows. I'm pitching podcast ideas to, like, bigger networks to say, like, hey, I just need a, a small team to help me execute this, and people are like, We'll see. Well, da, 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 da. It's like, will we see? Because we're doing like season 88 of The Bachelor. Like, yeah, what? because that's a tried and true. You know, there, yeah. there, people don't want to put effort or money into something that could be a failure. Right. So it sucks. But it sucks. I'll have my day. I'll have my day. All right. Are we ready to talk about the book? Yeah, let's talk about this book. So we read last four stories, the last four stories of this anthology, mm-hmm. Africa Risen. And the first one we read was Exiles of Witchery by Ivana Ofori. And yep. there was a bunch of like TARDIS and Doctor Who references. Yes. You know what else I loved? There were also a bunch of like Gen Z references in this story. Oh, like what? What did I miss? Okay. Do you remember there's this like vampire who shifted shapes, like okay. shifted from like human to bat sure, to yeah. vampire or something like that? Um, Vika, who is like the younger girl who's a little bit more naive. At one point, it describes her as like taking her phone out and just recording it. Oh like, yeah! Instead yeah. of being like spooked by the vampire like, or like, oh, oh my god, let's he's get Jason. a picture of that. Yeah, oh, she yeah, was like right. fully recording, and I was like, oh, this this story fully understands like where we are in the culture right now. I also like because witch talk is such a thing, and more witches are coming out, and which true witch, well, you know, a witchcraft that is based in like you know, holistic healing in nature, um, that should also be a protected religion. And a lot of people associate witchcraft as like devil worship, which for the most part, it is not. Um, it's simply not that. And so I, I like this story because it reminds us that witchcraft and witchery is a religion that deserves protection like every other religion. And America is great for like, you know, providing so like so many protection of religions, even if it's like, terrible religions like scientology yeah you're right my cousins think ben's a witch and why did they think that ben oh yeah i had a witchcraft book i'm in a seance book on 
the table because I was reading about sciences and witchcraft because I was writing a story that combines like technology and witchcraft. Techno mages, or I wrote techno a techno mages is what you yeah. said. So like think okay. of technology and a mage. Mage is someone techno who does mages. Ma- magic. Okay. So I'm here for that. I'm here for whatever directors out there that is currently making like a, a movie about black witches. Please, is that already a thing? Black witch. Yeah, there's um there's a new book that came out recently. I would I would like to read about black witches. I actually have it rented borrowed from upstairs. I forgot the name of it, but I will remember later. There's a movie about witches that are black. Okay. How Hollywood has failed black witches according to real black witches. Wow. See? Where's that movie? Yeah. There's been a couple. I guess like Madame Zeroni and Holes. Yeah. But that's kind of the only one I can think of. If you can think of some black witches out there that I'm forgetting, because I literally only named the one, please put me on. Or I guess Moselle in Eve's Bayou. Mm-hmm. Or or um Diane Carroll played uh you remember like the woman who helped her killed her dad? Allegedly, like made a spell. Oh Is yeah. Is this ringing any bells? Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, this uh, Africa Risen's uh, Exiles of Witchery was really great. It's about this like little girl who is. No, it's about an older witch. I would say like very like the old guard style. It's like, do you remember when we watched the old guard, y'all? It's basically the old guard, but Loki witches. It's like there's these witches that are basically like expats. They've left their cities or whatever. And then this one little witch girl basically finds them and is like, this village is trying to kill me. Like, please, please, please. And um, it turns out that it's just like this vampire in this village that's sick. Like the vampire is a monster. And so this monster is trying to turn the attention on the witches so that people will attack that monster. So I think it did a really so good job. So many politics. God. I know. Vampires and witches and yeah. werewolves. And it's a great story. Yeah, it is. But um, I was just saying like the, the standout quote to me, I guess was like the essential message of it. It says a monster wants to protect himself. So he must harm others, oh. which is kind of the thread that's of it. Pretty so deep. like, yeah, I mean, it's like what people do when they're they're like, I don't want it, it's it's the Caitlyn Jenner's, right? It's like I don't want people talking about me being trans, so I'm gonna also drag gay people. And you're like, that is not what you should be doing, or like I'm like, see, I'm not the kind of gay person you should be afraid of. It's those gays over there. Does that mm, make sense? Yeah, that's essentially what this vampire was doing to them. Yeah, that is true. The, what's true? What you said. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, well, a monster specifically attacks other people like them. Correct. It's like when Trump is talking about like how he hates poor people, and then like. But he's not poor. And so then all of example. them are voting for him. Okay, I guess that is a bad example. It would be. It would. Uh, your example was fine. Okay. Uh, the example from the story. Ben is exactly loves to drag me because he always calls my examples obscure. Well, you didn't gas up my example to the fullest. So I was like, oh, let me get, let me keep digging in my analogy bag. No, I'd, well, a monster wants to protect himself, so he must harm others. So I think Trump is a monster when he attacks, you know, People Mexicans. Cabinet. But Mike Pence. No, no, that's not no. <laughs> um, no, I'm failing. Yeah. He's not really harming others, but he's literally harming others when he attacks like Mexican Correct. immigrants. But yes. but specifically, I think but monsters he's not an also. That's why that doesn't make sense. No, but the quote still works in that case. But I think a better case is why do people attack others that are like them? And it's right. the idea of like, high, well, it's like intersectional di- 
identities come into play. I know a good so, one. It's like like when like Nigerians or like, and I'm speaking because I dated a Nigerian man who did this. Like he would talk about like lazy, shiftless African Americans. Yeah, first like, generation. You know why people see us all as the same, right, friend? First generation, um, like immigrants from a country tend to be more critical of like third fourth sixth generations yeah. of immigrants from yeah. that same country immigrants um, being or they try to distance yeah. themselves from that right so you're like i'm mexican but not mm-hmm. that kind of mexican yeah or, or black I'm people african, are like but i'm not yep. black um i think yeah something that you'll black see folks always doing too much and asking for handouts so you're like huh <laughs> like this like who are you pandering for yes uh the exiles of witchery really great the Talent Beast. Ciao. Oh, yeah. This was... Uh, oh, my God. Basically, this kid goes to live with his uncle to learn his uncle's trade. I think his uncle's like a doctor. Can I add one more thing to that? Yeah. He's not just going to live with his uncle. He's been caught for, like, sleeping with a guy. So he's he's this, like, little young gay kid. And his dad is like, okay, since you're going to be all gay, I'm going to send you to live with your uncle. And his uncle is a terrible person that... Yep. Put, pours like boiling hot water on him and abuses him Makes but him don't servant. worry there's like a beast monster that he frees and that beast monster fries his uncle to a crisp yes but it is i would say i mean i don't want to do too many trigger warnings but this story took me aback like i was oh yeah there's like rape physical like there's so it's abuse. so uh graphic and it and at the minute you're like this this horrible uncle couldn't do any worse by this child. Um, like slaps him and then. Yeah. Like you're like, yeah, the first couple slaps, whatever. And then it just gets very, very. He's verbally abusive. Very abusive, verbally, physically, everything. And so it just, it just stuck with me in such a horrific way. And I don't know, like this sounds really shitty to say, but now that I do have a kid, everything is sort of, now that I have a kid, every kid is my child in a way. I think. A lot of people feel that way. Well, I say it sounds shitty to say because it makes it feel like you didn't care about kids before you had a kid. It's not that. It's like I always obviously cared about kids, but it's just (laughs) like. Didn't like you became a teacher. Like that might just be you because you became a teacher and you would see kids on the street. I love those kids. Well, no. Remember, I remember you told me one time like you were teaching and you came back from teaching. Oh, my God. And you saw some kids that you did not teach sort of having sort of. Yeah, they were like cussing on. and causing a ruckus on the street. And I was like, if y'all don't cut it out. And they were like, they were like fuck, fuck you, you bitch. Uh-huh. Yeah, look, who this old lady bitch talking to us, bitch? I was like, oh. Oh, yeah. All right, y'all keep. Like zero respect yeah. for the elders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think Amber takes on responsibility that she probably has no right on taking responsibility of some. Because you feel ownership for people. I had, you know what? I find kinship with people. And I forget that they might not, not find that kinship, kinship with, with me. You. <laughs> because when other people find kinship with me, I respond. Yeah, in that you're way. great. I think and you're a very I, loving, kind yes. person. It's not just a black thing either. Like, obviously, with black people, you're I, unique. I, I have black. <laughs> shut up. I have kinship with black people as well. But now it's like, now that I've been pregnant, when I see a pregnant woman, I have kinship with her. And they're like, like why are you talking yeah, to me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm always like, oh, you got this girl. Like, hang in there. You got this mama. Or I'll find kinship with, um, you know, if, if there's a bad bitch on the street, I'm like, come on, eyebrows. Come on, shoes. Like, I just immediately yeah. assume kinship with a lot of people. So when I see, like, a young black child misbehaving, I'm like, ah, 
That's also my child. You, I think you were, you, know you, were, you were this way before you had Wyatt. I am. So. I was. But reading this story of a child being beaten for being just a child uh, really traumatized me in a way. For sure. Well, that's why we read, to re-traumatize ourselves. Right. Moving on. We read Star Watchers by Deneen Daryl Jerry. This is a story about twins, Sadu and Jema. I read this story like five times because I didn't really understand what was happening. Mm-hmm. But from what I understand is that these people grow up in like complete pitch black dark. And you're trained to become a star watcher, which is basically looking at the lights of the stars and then using that reflection to like gain some sort of power or mysticism. Yeah. It didn't really make sense. But what did make sense is that one of the twins is raised to be a star watcher and she's like, fuck like what I'm supposed to be raised. And she ends up leaving and like creating her own path. And I just love this idea of like sometimes we are sort of raised and, um, you know, develop to be a certain kind of way. And then when we turn away from that, everything that we were, you know, supposed to be raised and choose our own path, despite the one, maybe your family, your teacher, your society, your religion wanted you to do. I find that so inspiring. Yeah, but this was a little bit bigger than that because it was also a little bit of like, this is our family's legacy or this is your responsibility. I guess it would be like a family business and you deciding yeah. not to go into the family business. Choose, it's like, choose your own No, path. we named you this name because that's the name of the business and you're, you know, whatever, whatever, the 18th. But the, she the had, sixth. you know, that takes away your autonomy. Autonomy yeah. is important. And then her poor brother, it was given like Primrose Everdeen. So everybody's like, well, what, like, what's going on with your sibling? They're not going to go to the reaping? <laughs> He's like, no, I'm just glad to do it by myself. Like, yep. But he did it anyway. Yeah. He like he had to pass the test to become official star watcher. Motherfucking Primrose Everdeen. All right. And the last story we read was called Biscuit and Milk. Ben, uh, you go, Ben. Yeah, this story is about a generation ship named Biscuit going to the galaxy called Milk. And it was sort of a Not basic generation ship story. So there are cryogenic chambers for those who don't know. Those are like chambers. <laughs> pretty basic, yeah. Pretty basic. Like you get in, it like freezes your body so you can travel like for hundreds of years without your body growing old. And so... When we talk about like interstellar travel, you have to find some way because we humans can't live on these ships for hundreds and hundreds of years. So you have to find some way to stay alive. And so there are generation, sh- they call them generation ship stories because it's like multiple, multiple generations for you to get somewhere because we don't have faster light travel. Uh, so basically yeah, pretty simple stuff, y'all. Uh, but pretty, what I did easy stuff, what I did like this, they end up get to the system and the offspring, the, the kids who were born on the ship, they're like, okay, um, we, you actually want to go back to Earth. And so the story ends with all the offspring just getting back on a ship and heading back to Earth. And this, which sucks because this was the last story and I feel like it was one of the worst stories in the book. It's like, Boo. why did you waste our time with this story then? Well, I mean, we can, let's, let's, there were like, I there was no it. characterization yes. really. And you know that's uh, horrible. But we can, we can take the me. big ideas from it, which is this idea of like, we're obsessed with space and yet we have such a beautiful earth here. So why not just foster the earth here? So people like Bezos and that Tesla dude and the Virgin Mobile tan man. That Tesla dude. You mean te- Elon Musk? Yeah, that's him. And who's the Got Virgin it. Mobile guy? I don't know who you talking about. Oh, virgin. Like he like he's a virgin? Richard something virgin. Is he a virgin? Or he's he not a virgin, virgin but he started Virgin Mobile. I'm assuming he's not a virgin. It could be. 
just stay uh, just stay on brand, you know. But anyway, yeah, I was kind of disappointed in this last story, and I'm and Ben's not saying this part as well. It was like stylistically the way it was structured was so strange. It was like if if this story was telling the story of our day today, it would be like one coffee was made in the Wallen household, two gas it's, was put in little, the Wallen car. Um, Three. Rich, oh, Richard it, it was like, I was like, why is it counting? Like, what is this one, two, three thing? It's just the way, like, it, it just felt a bit pretentious or unnecessary or something, like, the, stylistically the way it was written, right? Yeah. Like, it was it supposed to read like a poem? I don't know. You have a greater appreciation for, like, different writing styles. I honestly didn't care enough to focus on this story mm. because, uh, mm. to be honest, y'all, um, you know, it's been a very busy, busy uh, couple of weeks. Yep. And this story, I mean, these stories were fun, but I was like ready to move on to like yeah. a longer yeah, story. Yeah, we played ourselves. So, uh, but anyway, I, I do want to thank y'all for listening to another episode uh, of the Sci-Fi Side Podcast. Not only is it another episode of the Sci-Fi Side Podcast, it is the final episode of the Sci-Fi Side Podcast. Yes, Ben is putting a pin. We're taking that pin from earlier and placing uh, yeah. it here. But yeah, but that's hang right. On. We Don't. are ending the Sci-Fi Side Podcast, but we're starting Fly on the Wallen Podcast. So we're opening the discussion to include, you know, influencing parenting relationships, and of course, all kinds of books. We're not going to just be reading science fiction and fantasy. I don't mind us sticking to sci-fi and fantasy sometimes. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely read more of it for sure. There's a lot more that I am probably going to read and get to. But basically, Amber needed a reason to discuss other things with me besides science fiction and fantasy. <laughs> like, uh, you know, that's right. I'll probably be watching Love is Blind season 100 at some point. Uh, <laughs> and we'll discuss it on the show if Yay. we last that long. I'll probably be watching it blind drunk though love is blind yeah. blind drunk um anyway if you see a podcast pop up on your feed that says fly in the wall and it is because it's the sequel to the sci-fi side podcast yeah. and it's a rebrand it's a rebrand but it's still a re- us a rebrand so we'll still be discussing like other things i think we're going to be talking about social media uh and you know widening the conversation so it's yep, for people segments if so it's for people who um who maybe not like science fiction in fantasy, so it's more accessible. And I think that's uh, where the person was like, I don't like sci-fi in well, fantasy. So for me, it was like, okay, let's let's sort of open this up. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually super excited about this because I think the best thing you could do, like talking earlier when we were talking about like building an ecosystem and working with collaboratively with your audience. We just hear time and time again, like I love you too. And I love different topics. I don't really care for sci-fi and fantasy yeah. that much. And so we're kind of being like, okay, it's been two years. We're hearing that message loud and clear, but we still love sitting down and talking. So maybe we can open it up to like giving some marriage advice or arguing about like sharing what we argued about that week, which is kind of what we've been doing anyway. Um, and some parenting mishaps and some creator things like people who are dragging us in the internet. So I'm really excited to keep sitting down every single week with my very best friend um, and talking more about ourselves and our home and what's going on outside of our home. So yeah, the new name of the show is going to be Fly on the Wallen. How do you feel about that name, Ben? It's great. Amber you fought me on this that. name and I still, I still fuck with this name. Yeah, it's a good name. Yep, so if you're seeing some things change, um, that's the big change. I'm still watching um, Swarm, y'all. So... 
Uh, well, because we're going to have a section on the show called Shelfie, so it's going to be all about, like, what we're reading and what we're watching. So if you still want to sort of be like, I, I want to keep up with the Amber and Ben movie club and book club, uh, we're going to be talking about Swarm. All right. Sweet. Bye, y'all. It's been a great two years side by side. We'll see you fly on the wallin. It's the same. It's, it's like moving apartments. Bye, y'all. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.